0: Today on Rolling with New York Mike. What is the other half of the country that's voting for these Democrat candidates? What are they seeing that I'm not? Or what are they not seeing that I am? Welcome to Rolling with the most patriotic man I know, my husband, and now his podcast, Rolling with New York Mike. Get on the ride. Hey, this is rolling with New York Mike, and I'm New York Mike. <laughs> and I am rolling, my head's rolling, my eyes are rolling I, I I can't even believe I waited till Tuesday night because I wanted to see the results of the Georgia election before i did before I did the podcast this week and so I waited till Tuesday night, figuring, okay, I think this is important. I thought that Herschel Walker was going to win, although I knew it was going to be tough and close and, and all that. And one-on-one, one, okay, I get it. It was close, and I get that. And then I figured, okay, well, this is what happened. But then what happened after that is what got me. Because, then, you know, I wake up, I get up on Wednesday, and I, I say, okay, I'm gonna, I I got, you know, I put a few notes together. I had a lot to talk about. Elon Musk, that, to me, that's the real highlight. But but I have to tell you that this reaction to this election, I think that we've got to really dig in to what's going on. And it, it'll probably sort itself out over the next six months to a year as the political season Begins. I, I think the 2024 election is bigger now than anything I considered it to be. Now that we see what what I mean, what Biden has done to this country in two years is just. I, who would have thought that it would have been this bad, this this horrible? And and the whole country sees it. But what is the other half of the country that's voting for these Democrat? candidates. What are they seeing that I'm not? Or what are they not seeing that I am? Are they not seeing this inflationary spiral that is one of the most dangerous things to, to kill an economy that there is? In any economic model that you want to have, it, it doesn't matter: communism, capitalism, any otherism you want to have. When you start having this spiraling inflation, which we have, and people, are, oh, well, the price of oil came down this much and this. Much. Come on if 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 you're a a person that's been voting for a Democrat and you cannot see what the Democrats have done just politically to to get the price down to do the, I, I mean they are all right, I get the other side. I think the scary part is as clearly as I see what I see, my conservative eyes, my Republican votes. And I, I, not always. I don't always like it. I don't always. I don't always agree with it. But for, for me, I'm much more conservative. I think than this Republican Party. I'm much more aggressive. I'm, I'm much more assertive about my my feelings about America and and what this party that I vote for because I think it's the only real alternative. I think that I, I see the other side out there, and I see oh they they want to. Anything that says they could destroy Trump. And and you read these you know you read their their tweets and, and all this and you go, Wow, there's that other side. And I, I get it. We see black and they see white. At the same, the same thing. They see it as black. We see it as white. That's just the way it is. But then this election comes along, and here's these Republicans. Oh, I was a terrible candidate. Herschel Walker, a terrible candidate. Why? Because he speaks like Jesse Jackson. Did they ever call Jesse Jackson a terrible candidate? Because I, I mean, look, I, I can't understand him. He, he, they called it ebonics. Remember? Wait. So what? All of a sudden, here's, I, I keep on saying, we do not have a race problem in this country. We have a cultural problem. They hate us because we're conservative. And that includes every black conservative. It doesn't matter that they're black. It matters that they're conservative. I keep on throwing out there the the... the Clarence Thomas as the perfect example. They hate him, he's black but he's a conservative. This Herschel Walker, oh, he's a terrible candidate. And that's for my people. What kind of terrible candidate? Oh, he had a couple of affairs or someone accused him of this or accused him of that. What about the other guy, Raphael Warnock? Beats his wife, his, his ex-wife. He's not paying her child support. He ran her over with his car. Come on. Don't tell me about, about a terrible candidate. Why? Oh, because Trump picked him. There you go. And that everybody is doing the same thing, pointing their fingers and accusing the, the losses on Donald Trump. All the terrible things. What, how do you fall into the trap of these Trump haters, these never-Trumpers, left and right. Well, obviously the left, because they're scared to death that Donald Trump in office was going to destroy the swamp. He was going to clean the swamp. He was in the process of doing it. It's the swamp. And the swamp is political. Not left, not right. It's just a bunch of politicians all getting rich from being elected. That's it. It's the biggest scam this country has. And no, you're not going to fix it. With term limits. I'm sorry. I'm going to rail against term limits all day and night. It's, It's not... It, it, it's not going to work. You're just going to replace an elected official who has to campaign every two years, or six years, or four years, or whatever that elected term is. They've got to earn your vote. And how do they do it? Because they think you're stupid. That's how they do it. And then they get in there. How, how do these people get elected? They got a, you know, a decent job. They're making a living. They're doing Okay. Upper middle class, okay. And then five, six, seven, eight years later, they're wealthy. They made millions. Look at this AOC. I mean, a perfect example. And her voters, and I, look, I'm not doing this because she's on the left. I'm just saying because she's a politician. She got elected. Left or right, it doesn't matter how many of them and how much... Are we gonna put up with that? And if it doesn't go to the elected official, we have the ability to unelect. We can elect someone else. All we're doing is shirking our responsibility and blaming them. That's the same thing that they're doing. And you're falling for it. Oh, Donald Trump picked him. Oh, he picked uh, Dr. whatever over there, Uh, uh, Dr. Oz. What a horrible candidate. What's horrible about Dr. Oz? Oh, I see. He's a carpetbagger? No, he's not. They said he's a carpetbagger. They said he's from New Jersey, and he just moved to bed. You're going to buy that? Oh, yeah, Donald Trump picked a terrible candidate. Well, the guy that lost... I used to know his name. I don't even care about it anymore. The guy that lost, if he was really a guy, you know, if he was part of this team, team that we call, you know, this Republican team, he would have come out... And he would have he would have campaigned for Doc. He would have been there. The Republican Party would have been there. But no, what do they do? Oh, he's a bad candidate. Why? Because Trump picked him. Why? You know what the number one criteria for a good candidate is? Assuming you know they they meet a certain you know a certain benchmark, a certain level. All right? <laughs> yeah. Right. It, 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 it. Hold on. <laughs> so, assuming that the, the question, name recognition—that's the biggest deal. Name recognition. Both these guys, you know, Oz and and and, and Walker, are major name recognition. You don't get any bigger than these guys. Walker in Georgia—he's—he's Mister Georgia. He's, he's Mr. Georgia. George, you're on your mind, baby. That's Herschel Walker. It doesn't get any bigger. But, you know, here's the Republicans go, oh god, we're gonna go with a Trump pick? That's what they did. You're, you're allowing the other side to, to define who we are to say oh we figured oh i know there were plenty of republicans who said it yeah because there's plenty of republicans that just despise donald trump why i mean why cuz he picks his nose cuz he says things i mean you know you you talk about harry truman talk about lyndon johnson talk about some of the some of the people who were notoriously blunt and nasty, and I mean, so many of them. D- Donald Trump isn't any worse than any of those people, and he's better than Johnson, that's for sure. So we are allowing them to define us. And I don't think that the people out there, people like me, that really respect what Donald Trump was capable of doing in spite of being the target, the constant target of the, not just the left wing, the left wing, the right, some of the right, from the very beginning ongoing. I don't have to detail everything. And then, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, this whole thing about Twitter. And thank of for Elon Musk and everything else. In this conversation, the top of mind, you know, uh, um, censorship issue should be Twitter banning Donald Trump. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard his name come up. That should be the number one. And I'm yeah I'm, I'm very happy that you know Musk decided that you know he's going to allow him back in. Whether Trump goes in or doesn't go in, that's his decision. He'll make it at some point, I guess, or he'll just keep staying out. You know, I, I mean, he's got his Truth Social or whatever it is. I'm I, I subscribe to that. And great, you know, if, if, if he wants to think he's going to build, it seems to me he should be doing something with Elon Elon Musk. I mean, that's just just my opinion but you know we gotta wake up and i've just been sitting there just shell shocked Trying to figure out what am I going to talk about this week? And there's so much to talk about. It's not like there's not a lot going on. You know, it's, a, it's just that I'm sitting there saying, how do you overcome the division? You got the division in the company, then you got the division that we are, fa- we're falling into this trap in the, in the Republican party because we're allowing them to tell us. That Trump is not a good candidate. Why don't we, you know, just not... He's, he's in all our heads. The man did an amazing job. He, he, You can't deny that. I mean, I don't know how the left wing, especially all these Democrats who are Jewish deny what trump has done for 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 the jewish world look i you could deny this you could say that you could be j street you could talk about anything you want to talk about as far as you know uh you want to deny that israel is the center of our universe in so many ways spiritual ways you could you could live in denial I'm an American through and through this is my country and the story okay this is where my allegiance is a hundred percent don't ever try to make a mistake in saying I have a divided allegiance but I understand like Catholics understand the importance of the Vatican I understand the importance of the State of Israel and Jerusalem particularly so to to see the Democrats doing everything they can and you know when I say otherwise I don't want to use the word? I don't want to blow it up and say to destroy Israel. But what they're doing is, Israel was was on its way with with Trump in office. Every it seemed like every quarter, every three months, something else good would happen. Moving the capital to Jerusalem, the Golan Heights. I mean, every, one after the other, and then of course the Abraham. Of course, it stopped. The Democrats haven't done a thing. What part of the Republican Party? Oh yeah, you could tell me all your right wing stories you want. We. We don't have a squad, a a Jew-hating squad, not just Israel-hating, Jew-hating squad. They do. It's a big part. Of the Democrat process, uh, and, and and you, you could you know, say what you want, but these these we're falling into this trap of of just listening to that they they have sabotaged our minds to think that Trump is somehow terrible for, in some way for who for America. We never did any better than under Trump. Militarily, economically, culturally, any way you want. Oh, I see. And and again, let's go back to the big issue. The big issue, abortion. That's the big issue. They want their right. You know, they call it uh, their choice, choice. I, in California and New York and, and, you know, a couple of other states, all these big left-wing states, I do not have the right to ride my motorcycle without a helmet. Okay? My, I want my choice. I wanna make a choice. Do I wear a helmet or not wear? It's my choice. How can the government, how can the government tell you how to dress? What gives them the right to tell you how to dress? Where is that in the constitution? I, I think it's the, I, 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 but the, the, these left-wing states, they're gonna take away my choice. That's a choice. Aborting a, a baby is not a choice. Don't make it a tri- don't trivialize it, and that's what the left wing has done. That's not just the left wing. That's what so many on the left, on the right. That's what they've done. They've trivial. Why do you contribute to trivialize abortion? I'm not saying, and I, and I say this, you know, all the time. I'm not saying make it illegal. I am pro life. I I think abortion is horrible, devastating. I think, but I would never make it illegal because I grew up when it was illegal. I I didn't know I was a kid you don't think about these things this you know the same way you go girls are having abortion all throughout you know from junior high school I can remember junior high school high school and and I can remember there was a there was one girl who was beautiful and name was Barbara she was going out with my friend Christy Christy Van Vakietis oh my god she was so amazing we're talking about the ninth grade 10th grade and I remember when the rumor was that she got pregnant and that was around the 11th grade because I was never never a senior in high school. (laughs) I never made that grade. I I quit when I was a junior. But, you know, and then like a year after when everyone graduated, I remember finding out she committed suicide and it it went back to that decision. And, you know, I I can't remember the details. It's obviously a long time ago, but it was so sad. And I remember, you know, Christy was devastated. He, He didn't mean for that to happen, but, you know, they thought it was the right thing. She was was about 17 years old, maybe 16, and that's what they did. They did it, you know, illegally. It wasn't legal. You know, and I, I don't know, I don't think she had the money to go out of state. I think they went to some, you know, nefarious place in some apartment someplace and, you know, played, whatever. But it was done. It was done all the time and and it was done, you know, I, I, I always hate to, cl- to quote Bill Clinton, but he's the one who said it should be safe, legal and rare and rare. That's the word. That's that's the. But but instead, it's black or white. Again, it's all or nothing. It's not going to be that way. You can make it illegal, but you're not reducing it or eliminating it. Hey, you might reduce it. You're making it more difficult. But you, you know, you, it, it's just it's just the wrong thing to do. You want to make it culturally unacceptable. You want to educate people about what it is. You want to promote. Life. That's great. I'm, that's me. I'm all for that. But this, this getting rid of Roe v. Wade, which is the right thing to do, but we were totally unprepared for it, that's what's cost us these elections. Don't blame Donald Trump unless you don't think he should have put in the three conservative justices onto the Supreme Court. Now, if you want to say that was his mistake, fine, I think you're in the wrong party. I think I, I, I think you ought, to, you ought to switch parties and recognize when you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. Yeah, I, I think Donald Trump shouldn't have put in those three justices because that's how that's how we got rid of Roe v. Wade. That's how we passed that, that abortion bill in Mississippi. It was blaming on Donald Trump. Okay, if that's how you feel, because that's how the left feels. And you're part of the left if you feel that way. We were not prepared for the the overthrowing, if you want to say it that way, of Roe v. Wade. We were not prepared for, you know, the Supreme Court to basically say each state, state by state, will make its decision about how to deal with abortion so so that that's that's what cost us this election let's break it down because if we don't define the problem we'll never fix it and we'll keep losing elections yes i agree you know ballot harvesting there's so much out there but the reason that people voted honestly against the republican candidate we need People who vote, whether it's Democrats, you could call them independents. But there's plenty of people that wake up in the morning and yeah, they may register Republican or register, but they're in the they're people, they're human beings. They watch the television, they read the newspapers they make their decisions because that's you know they, it's not just people who are registered independent. It's people who think independently, and so many of their minds were made up because they were convinced that getting rid of Roe v. Wade was taking away our freedom, a woman's right to choose. It's 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 anti democracy. It just fit into their what, what the left was telling them was going on because we didn't give them an alternative. We didn't tell them the alternative is late. Term abortion the alter we, we have to do that I don't want to I don't want to make this you know time that I have which I don't have a lot of time all about that but I, I want to tell you um, I think what we really need to think about and talk about is that <laughs> don't get me wrong but you know what? Elon Musk changes. He changed the whole the whole landscape here. Twit, tweet, twat, whatever you want to call it. OK, so now the collusion between the government and the media and in, in this case, Twitter is totally exposed to Twitter manipulation, you know, being the top. More than just the tip, the whole top of, of the violations of our right to free speech. Our First Amendment rights. It, it also exposes how government influence, and that's a, a kind way of saying it, how how government influ- influence the, the media. And, and, you know, this, okay, one media giant to, to publish, okay, to publish things that, were beneficial to Democrats, negative to Republicans, and to not publish things negative to Democrats or beneficial to Republicans. Okay? That's just that's what they did. They did everything that favored the left wing in this country the democrats the democrats slash you know when i I say democrats slash communists that's not hyperbole over there it's not like oh okay mike bring it down bring me down that's no it's not take a look at some of the people in leadership in the democrat party they are communists they're proud of being communists this is this is a, a, a battle that we better get ready to fight because we're going to be fighting this battle for another generation. To whether we either we're going to win or lose, and right now I, I don't think we're winning. Not after this last election. And I'm an optimist. I'm an aggressive optimist about America, and I think we will win. But we're going to have a come to Jesus moment here in the next year when when things you know really start falling apart. We're gonna we're gonna go in into a depression and it's serious and we better get ready for it each of us individually I'm telling you we're 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 in for it this is unless the Republicans get in there and reverse the energy policy in this government, in this in this country. If we could stop this war on fossil fuel, if we could start in a sincere and meaningful way, letting the oil industry know that we're going to stand behind them, we're going to we're going to support that industry. We realize the mistake that we made. Oh my God, we gonna we're going to turn around. We've seen two years of this chaos, cutting you know, stopping the pipelines and making it so difficult to impossible to be in the energy industry. They just don't they're not putting the money in there and yeah are they are they making money sure they're making money because because they're not investing it in in the risky business of drilling for oil so all the risk is out and the rewards are there for them not for us we're paying the price, and and the, the the more expensive that that diesel fuel becomes, especially the more expensive everything else is, because it all runs on diesel. They, you know, you, whatever you buy has to be delivered, has to be delivered sometimes way across the country. And so th- this is a this is something that you got to think about, Mr. Democrat voter. This is what you this is where you put us. Don't blame me because, because I, I believe that Roe v. Wade was unconstitutional. I'm glad it's gone. But now you got the, the right fight for what you believe should be the right thing. What are the rules and regulations of abortion? It's not a choice. Admit it. Understand it. Talk about, it's a very important major decision in, in, in people's lives. Yeah, 99.9% maybe in women's lives. But it's also there are guys out there suffering from helping that boy. This, is, this affects everybody. And, of course, it affects the infant, the baby, the, you know, I, I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's life. At what point? Is it after the first month, the third month, the sixth month? You you tell me. It's not my decision. But... It's a big decision. And and, and and we gotta wake up to it. This is we, we can't be this frivolous about the lives of, of, of future generations. And that's what we're doing. And and as far as you know, the black America out there, you know, that wants reparations. What kind of reparations you're gonna get for forty percent for, for enduring forty over forty percent of the abortions in this country are of black babies. Over forty percent. And uh the Blacks in this country make up less than 14%, 12, 13%, call it 14%. If it's 14%, yet they have over 40% of the abortions. Think about it. You want reparations? But but this is what you, you you are fostering and supporting eugenics, okay? Of of j- just destroying the the black race in America. This is this is part of that program. All right. So look, we we see what's going on. None of this stuff is out there in the mainstream media because well, not the mainstream media. Maybe you see a little bit of it uh, here or there on Fox or one of the other conservative channels. But you're not going to see it on Twitter. You're not going to see it. I don't know. What, how Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, how he, you know, manipulates his stuff. He hasn't gotten caught. He hasn't had anybody expose it. But you know, we know it's there. So here we, here we have this. You know, I, I, I don't know the, the the media. All right, happily went along. You know, though I don't know somewhat. Maybe a little reluctantly. How did this affect how did how did this whole this whole manipulation of the social media how did it affect the twenty twenty election? How will this revelation play out in the near future and in elections to come? How will how will the the media be held accountable? What the hell is free speech anyway? I mean, just think about it we call we call hate speech something that we don't want to see out there why why if people are going to talk about it in in the hateful ways they're exposing who they are why do we want to keep them under wraps uh, free speech is the the the, the just the, the most basic underlying reality of how America was formed and how we've thrived over these years because we allow us free speech. We encourage free speech. We all feel that we have the right to free speech. Well, we don't feel it the way we used to feel it. We're a little bit, we're all a little bit intimidated or at least at the very least concerned that if we say the wrong thing, but you know what? People who have, you know, who come out there and, and with this hateful speech, they're always concerned that it's going to turn people off. People are going to not listen to them or think that they're morons, idiots, criminals, or whatever. So they should always be concerned about that. If they're not, why do we have to? Why do we have to censor that? We shouldn't. We shouldn't be banning free speech. We shouldn't be banning books. But we shouldn't be. You know, we 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 have to be. The books that we put out in in school for our kids. This is important too. It doesn't mean that everybody that suddenly thinks that they should have a a, a book, you know, for what third, fourth graders that says... Hey if you're not if you're not happy with your self image, maybe you're a boy who wants to be a girl. I mean, this is what's out there. Is is it censorship by stopping that? I I, I think we need to have a, a, a like I said, maybe just a moment to, to come together in this country and start start recognizing who we are and what our responsibility is. To our children, who dis, who defines? You know, I get these um, these things. I got a, I got something from my friend down in Florida, Boomer, and he sent me something, and I get this thing. When I opened it up, it says, "We found this to be false." A fact checkers checked it, and it's and, and I couldn't see it. Well, wait a minute. I get if you want to publish, we saw this, and and we see this as a fact. Okay, but not to let me see what Boom is sending me because some fact checker out there in in Never Neverland of whatever they determine this. I I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So if I say that I think this swap of Brittany Grimes Okay. For Victor Boot was one of the worst and stupidest political trades. I mean, it's probably the worst I've ever seen. Okay. Do I not want Brittany Griner home? No, don't, don't say that. Don't don't try to, you know, make it look like. I'm against bringing Brittany Bryant home, so I'm against lesbians or black women or well, come on, that's that's bullshit, and and that's what the left tries to do. They try to use that. No, but I'm not saying to bring her home because she's black or a lesbian or some cultural icon like that. Pierre, whatever her name is, says in the White House. That's that's bullshit, too. She's an American, and we should try to get every American free. But we have an American named... Paul Whelan, who happens to be a former Marine, who's falsely, falsely imprisoned in a a faux trial and was sentenced to 16 years for nothing. And we've been trying to get him out for the last four years. Brittany Griner gets arrested for something actually that she did wrong for substance abuse. She carried some whatever in her baggage. And um, listen, it's bullshit. I'm glad that we got a home. But to say, okay, we're going to trade her for this mega, mega arms dealer. Victor Belt. Huge arms dealer. Right at the time that Putin needs someone who knows how to go around the and find him weapons. Because they're running out, they're 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 having real issues in their war on the Ukraine, and they need all the help they can get. So where are they going to get their help? They're going to get their help from guys like Viktor Bout. He's he was a he was in the Russian army. It, it, I mean, he's. I'm not, not going to try to repeat all the stuff you've seen on TV and read about and heard about in the last couple of days. This guy is a mega, major arms dealer. And exactly what Putin... So if you said, all right, we're going to trade and get Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner out, fine. And you just put it... You, you can't... This is how weak, this is how weak this Biden administration is. All of them. Do you see him on TV? It's pathetic to watch them. I mean, look, the the politicians, the people we have representing us. Sometimes it's just pathetic to watch so many of. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy, but I think I don't want to see a division in the Republican Party now that it seems like there's a consensus and. There are people holding him accountable. Okay, <laughs> They're gonna, what are they going to do? They're going to have a a public rift in, in who gets to be the speaker. Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the right thing to do. I mean, I certainly would rather see a Jim Jordan, but Jim Jordan is happy where he is, and I'm happy he's you know he's going to keep Kevin McCarthy honest. I'm I'm good with that. But to to have a to, to have a a, a a big battle a rift is just it's just the wrong it's the wrong thing at the wrong time. We don't need that right now. We only have 2 years to the next election. We don't have a lot of time to get this together. We only have days. Until we have to decide and and really, you know, really put our foot down and, and, and put the hammer down to make sure that we have not just investigations, but the right investigation. That we do this right. And, and we're going to have to be together, you know... So- <laughs> I'm a big believer in karma, and it, it's not an accident that some of these people have it. So I got I to gotta tell you a quick story, and then I got to get out of here because I got so much to do, and then I'm hoping that I can, I can, I can get this, um, I can get Todd to get this thing edited and out there before the weekend, but here we are, it's Friday, and I'm running way behind. And I know I got noises in my microphones and, and issues all over the place, but it, it's just the way it is. So I go to Starbucks. This I found this interesting because these kind of things happen all the time, and we never talk about it, or we do sometimes, but not not a lot. I go to Starbucks. Now when you, you know, I go to the same Starbucks a lot, and if you get a Starbucks and it costs, you know, two and a half bucks for a cup of coffee, but then when you go back with with the cup, you get a refill, it's fifty cents. So sometimes I'll I'll go to a Starbucks and I'm doing some work, and maybe I'm drinking that coffee, and I'll be drinking it for. Four 45 minutes or an hour. What is sitting there? And I'm writing up a storm and I'm trying to put things together. And I go to get the refill. And sometimes I take the coffee with me and go across the street and have a cigar. And I'm sitting there for three or four hours and sometimes a little longer. I'm putting my podcast notes together, doing stuff. So yesterday, I, I get in my... I'm over and smoking a cigar and I'm getting my car. I drive to Starbucks just to grab a cup of coffee and get something. And I had the cup that I'd finished in the car. And I, I go inside and I say, yeah, I'm going to go in there and get a get a refill. It's only 50 cents. And I said, wait a minute. I, I, this was like yesterday, not yesterday, but this early in the morning. Now it's the afternoon. And I said, I feel kind of, I, I mean, I was, I should have done it. I knew it was it was okay, but I know they're policy isn't to give you a refill, you know, six hours later, I, at least that's what I, so as I walked in holding the cup, I just threw it in the pail. I said, that, that's, a, it's not right. So I go up to the counter and I, and I asked for a, a some piece of the little cake, whatever kind of cake, pecan nut, butter nut or something, little cake and a small coffee. So she says, well, we are, uh, the ovens uh, are working and we can't, we can't heat up the cake. So I said, okay, I said, so give me a discount. And she says, well, how about I give you a free coffee? <laughs> here, here I was. I was going to bring in the coffee cup. Right? To get a 50 cent coffee? And I said, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And I threw it, so I felt self-conscious. Nah, that's not right. And I end up getting the free coffee. How does it get better than that? Come on. I know, I, I hear the same noise. But anyway, does it get better than that? No, I don't think so. Well, two minutes later, I'm wait. I go to pick up this stuff and they bring me the cake that I got, the little, whatever it's called. A pecan cake or something like that. and I I go to grab it, and somebody bumps into me, and it falls on the floor. They didn't bump into me hard, but I just I, I, whatever—it falls on the floor. And the guy—it it was just the way it was. He go. The guy behind the counter says, "Give it to me. Give it to me." And i, I take it. And it was still in the bag. It never fell out of the bag. But he took it and got me a fresh one. I, it was just that kind of day. And I walked out and I said, that was pretty cool. And when things like that happen, I just take note of and I And I take it as a, an omen. Why? Is it some kind of an omen? Is it really? Is it really something that is going to project some future good thing? No. But it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like good things happen. Nothing. They're going to keep happening, but they do happen. And it's a good thing. This is what I call karma, and it's more than just karma. This is also what's putting, being put out there by the manufactured truths. What I went through in Starbucks—it's an experience. It happened. It's—it just—it did. But what they're putting out there are not truths. They're lies. It's deceit. It's. It's the the taking down the, the discrimination against anything conservative. And it's the promotion of whatever the left wing wants you to believe. Including this whole climate change thing. Is the climate change of the climate? Always. It, climate always changes. It's just the way it is. It's evolving. The planet is evolving. The, the, the Milky Way. The whole universe is always evolving. How much? Much of it is us. We want to keep the air clean, the water clean. We want to do as much as possible. But this getting carried away, this Green New Deal, this deal that says that we shouldn't drill for oil here, but it's okay to promote them drilling for oil in Brazil or in, in Venezuela, in, in in Saudi Arabia, and that somehow doesn't negatively affect the planet. But if we do... Come on! You cannot see this and believing it. It's it just... It's not right. And, and why are all of these... People suddenly coming out... On, on television these movies so Matthew McConaughey and and some of these other stars all of us are saying they fear expressing their faith their faith in God why because the left wing is coming after them they're, they're to me God is as true as what just happened to me in Starbucks these things happen I'm not saying they're gonna guarantee it's always going to happen there are no guarantees so there are no guarantees. There's no, there's no hard, fast evidence, but things happen. And I, and I believe it, there's a God. I really do, and so do so of the others. I just saw this whole thing, Neil McDon- McDonough. Um, uh, there's just so many of these Hollywood people come out, and they're, they're, they're afraid to express that belief, or they're not afraid to, they have, and, 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 and they're paying the price that you know if we can't we can't just sit by as Americans and say this is okay it, it's just it's not okay and we can't let the listen right pro-life this pro-life group that was just refused service in Virginia it's just not and now now we have in the Supreme Court another major case where a, you know, media person, a person that makes, what, websites or something, didn't want to make a website or do whatever she, she was asked to do for a same-sex couple because she doesn't believe in same-sex marriage. And they're forcing her to. Now, a person that creates, whether you're a writer or a singer or an actor or or this website creator, you're creative. You, you need all, you know, you need your creativity. you got to believe in what you're doing. How can a, in America, they force you if if you don't believe in something why not just say, look, I, I don't believe in that cause. I, I think you should find somebody else. Somebody who does. To, but th- now it's up to the Supreme Court. I think, these, um, I think these moments are important for the future. I think we need to re-examine what we've just gone through in Georgia. And the blaming of the loss on a weak candidate. It takes a lot to be a candidate. you got to step up. you got to win a primary. That's not always easy. Now they say, oh yeah, well, all these Trump candidates, they can win the primary, but then can they win the real election? You know what? Your time, Mr. Republican, to get up there and to do something and be active is in the primary. Pick, Pick your poison. Pick the person that you want to represent us. I'm going to fall into place. I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote Republican. You're going to, you know, elect somebody in the primary I don't like. But that's who's representing our party. I'm telling you, it's a team sport. I know a lot of people don't, don't agree with that. I get it. I, I, I do. And I, and I'm not, I'm not here saying you're wrong. I'm just saying here that, that that's how I think this should be played. And it's not a game, it's, it's real life. But this is how I believe life needs to be played. You, you, need, you need to understand why when we call it a team sport. It's what it is. It's not a sport, but we are a team. And when that, you know, when the rest of the team says, you know, we're going to use a, you know, whatever five-four defense, or but that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. The coach says, Mike, you're going to go in there. You're going to stay low. You're going to get in under his guard. This is what this is our game plan. You know, the time to. Talk about that isn't when you're in the ring. It's way before that. Once you get in there, you've agreed with the coach. This is how we're playing. This it's the same thing. Whether it's you and the coach or you know you and a hundred thousand other people in your neighborhood who are you know all voting the same way. If if twenty thousand of them say you know what I I, I, don't, I don't I just don't like our candidate. I'm not voting. Well, that's it. The other team's candidate is going to win. So we've got to learn. It's not just you can't blame. Blame it on you know Ronald McDonald or this one or that one. You gotta, we gotta blame it on us. We gotta go in there and be more active. We gotta vote. We gotta stop with this. Hey, we need term limits thing. You, you, you can't. You're just passing on your responsibility. That's all you're doing by doing that. So I got a responsibility right now. I've got to get down the road. I'm late for my 10 o'clock meeting. So I, I, I know that it's been a week. I know I'm a wreck. Um, next week I'm going to talk about some motorcycle events that are going on. It's Christmas time. We got, we got rides. We got, you know, the stuff for for kids for Christmas toy runs. I'm going up to the, uh, Boost Fighters toy run. Not this Saturday, a week. This Saturday is tomorrow. Oh my God, that came so fast. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. I'm New York Mike. You've been listening to Rolling with New York Mike, and I appreciate you being here. I'm out. Thanks for listening to Rolling with New York Mike. Listen, follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts to keep this podcast rolling.